All right, so today we're going to talk about the different uh, leads that we use to look at the heart, and we'll, we'll learn how to measure the heart rate on the EKG, okay? Quick review, we've already done this some already, but the, the, the electrical system of the heart starts out with the SA node, the sinoatrial node, which sits in the right upper atrium, right? And that depolarization wave goes from the right to the left and downward, okay? Um, and then you ha it goes down and it's stopped by the, the cardiac skeleton or the AV valves in that area and the impulse is stopped by that. So it has to travel down through the AV node, which slows things down and then it travels down through the bundle of his into the right and left bundle branches and into the Purkinje fibers, right? And again, we're looking at the electrical activity that's happening in the myocardium when we look at the EKG, not the activity happening just in, in this electrical conduction system. So when the myocytes are at rest, or po they're polarized, and the interior is negative. So you have a cell here, the interior is negative, the exterior is positive, we call this polarized, and this is the resting state of the heart. So just like a domino, my kids watch these videos on YouTube all the time, and these people that set up dominoes filling up their gym, uh, all different shapes and sizes. So just like that domino, push the very first one, it all starts falling down from then on, right? That's what's happening when the heart depolarizes. So one cell will depolarize, and then it moves on as a chain down and down and down until the, the entire myocardium has been depolarized. So, um, and when the, when the cell is depolarized, it becomes positive in the interior, and if things are working right, that electromechanical coupling, then we get a contraction of the heart muscle. Okay, so this is, this is the, basic of the, the basis of the EKG, because everything, again, we see on the EKG is an activity of depolarization and repolarization, right? So we need to make sure we understand that. Hopefully you've got this already. The P wave, again, is atrial depolarization. The uh, atrial uh, repolarization is hidden within the QRS complex, so we don't see that. The QRS complex is ventricular depolarization, and the ST segment and T wave particularly are ventricular repolarization. Again, EKG is primarily the electrical activity of the myocardium, and that atrial depolarization, or repolarization, excuse me, is hidden within the QRS complex. So when we talk about the electrodes on the heart, I mean, on the chest and arms, and again, like last week, we talked about lead one, and we'll get into that certainly more here shortly. There's a positive electrode that's on the left arm over here, and you have a negative electrode over here on the right arm. We call this lead one. So if the electroactivity inside this heart then is pointing in this direction, then we, it's going towards the positive electrode, then in lead one, we would have a positive deflection on the EKG. Everybody understands that, right? So if, if, the, if the electroactivity then goes the opposite direction, of when we're talking about depolarization, it goes towards the negative electrode, then we're going to get a downward wave on the EKG. Everybody good with this, right? Stop me if you're not. Now, if we get a wave that's perpendicular to that, we get, perfect, yes, we get a biphasic wave on the EKG. All right? Now, the opposite, again, is true for repolarization. Just flip-flop everything around. So we're talking about, you know, the, to say that the ventricles have depolarized. Now, they got to go back to repolarization, which is shown by what on the EKG? What's repo ventricular repolarization? Yeah, the T wave. 
And so let's say that the, the, the um, in repolarization, it's going this way. It's going towards the positive electrode, so we'd have a negative wave on the EKG for repolarization. Okay, in the instance of a T wave, it would look more like that. Everybody follow that? That's, that's yes, ma'am. It can be the other way. Yeah, it can be the other way, depending on where the lead's at and how the electrical activity is flowing towards it, it can be negative and positive or positive and negative. So it's not always that way. Good question. Anything else? Okay. Again, same thing right there, just some pictures for you to look at on your own later if you need to. Okay. So EKG paper. Okay, so when we look at an EKG, it's not just these squiggly lines like I'm drawing up here. It actually shows up on a graph, because remember it's a, it's a time voltage graph. It's showing us what's happening over time and how much amplitude or how much voltage is occurring with, 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 e with each of these things. So this is what the, the EKG paper looks like. A bunch of tiny little boxes squared off into bigger boxes, and each has a representation of time or duration. So um, each box is one millimeter square. Um, and, so, and it's also equivalent to 0.04 seconds in time. Okay. So time is going from left to right, amplitude going from bottom to top. That should make sense. So if we look at the, the P wave here, it covers approximately a half a block here, a full block here, and a half a block here. So it's two total blocks. So if we were to try to figure out how long this P wave is, we know that one block is 0.04 seconds. So two of those would be 0.08 seconds. Everybody see that? A little bit of mathematics here. So that's how we measure the duration of a P wave or a PR interval or QS complex. We measure how many little boxes there are, and we know that each little box is 0.04 seconds. Now, there are larger boxes. Can you see them here okay? Right there. Five small blocks um, are going to be inside of the, the bigger box here. It's kind of hard to tell, and that's 0.2 seconds. So if we have five of those blocks, five of those larger blocks, then it equals one second of time. Everybody follow me now? So, and then if we're talking about amplitude or the amount of voltage that's taking place, what we do is we measure it up now, okay? So the P wave here is approximately, starts at halfway up this block, finishes halfway up this block, so it's about one block tall. So that's what we call one millimeter or 0.1 millivolts. What we typically call it is one millimeter of amplitude. So one small block is one millimeter and it's 0.1 millivolts. If I write it down like that, I got it, okay? So one small block is one millimeter or 0.1 millivolts. If you've got 10 of these blocks, then you got one millivolt. Does that make sense? Better? All right. Again, just like reading on, on paper in a book, we, lead, we read from left to right when we look at the EKG. This happens first in time. This happens after that. Again, uh, we threw some times at you last time, so go ahead and start memorizing the normal durations, normal amplitudes of these waves. This is what we're looking at every time to determine whether or not things are normal or abnormal. Again, the horizontal axis from left to right is our time, top to bottom gives us the amplitude, and these are the normal durations uh, and, um, and amplitudes of those complexes, okay? I think the... Um, this is the one thing I do want to point out. So the Q wave here, okay, because it can be, again, normal or pathologic. If you've got a Q wave, 
we want to make sure it's, it's less than one-third of the amplitude of the entire QRS complex, okay? So we've got a Q wave like that. Let's make it even smaller just to make the point. That's, that can be a normal Q wave, okay? We don't get too upset about that. But I've got a patient here with a Q wave that looks like that, okay? All right, so the, the wave is put on the EKG paper like so, okay? And so then, we, again, we can just measure out those different things. And this breaks it down for you real nice. Gets rid of all the confusion that I've caused by this is one millimeter, this is five millimeters. And typically when we talk about, again, talk about the elevation, we're measuring it more in millimeters. That's the lingo we use, not millivolts. Although that's true, we typically call it two millimeters of elevation, or the, the P wave is 2.5 millimeters tall. And that's the, that's the lingo that we typically throw around, okay? All right. So anybody basketball fan? Anybody's probably too busy to keep up with the, with the NBA playoffs right now, but trying to go Grizz. Okay. The Pelicans? What? The Pelicans? All right. All right, so we got the, the Grizz taking on the Golden State Warriors, right? So we got Gasol over here throwing the ball to Connolly, et cetera. And we're, but with the, you know, they pass the ball back and forth every which way. But the, the point of them trying to get the basketball is to get where? Right into there, okay? So this is what we call a vector. And so there's electroactivity going all different directions in the heart at one time. But all we can really see is the main average or main deflection or main target that the electrical activity is going, okay? So the vector for this is essentially they're moving from left to right. There's a lot of stuff going on here, but they're trying to get it into the hoop to win that third game, which they should have won at home and didn't, okay? That's what they're trying to do. So that's what's happening inside the heart. Um, but so that's what the, we're looking at. There's electroactivity going all different directions in the heart, but the main vector, the main deflection is going out down to the left, okay? Down to the left. All right, so we're looking at now the average energy going in a certain direction from, when we talk about a 12 lead, or we have, we have 12 different pictures of the way the vector is going, okay? So we measure, the way we get that electrical activity from the chest into the EKG machine is by attaching what we call electrodes to the chest, okay? Instead of putting their feet and in, in hands in the buckets of salt water like they did back when, remember? We're putting these little, electric, these little tabs on the chest that transmit the electrical activity into the wire. We call those things electrodes. I meant to bring some today. Have you guys ever seen them before? So basically, the ones we use in the, e, in the ER, just little, little square tabs that stick to the chest. They have a little flap on the end, and it looks like a clothespin that just kind of grips onto the electrode. Um, the ones that they wear more permanently, like if they st they're staying in the hospital, we're putting them on continuous telemetry, the little circle ones that have the little button thing that you kind of snap onto it. That thing is called the electrode, okay? Now, the wires that go to that are, are a lead. That's the difference between the two. So just like the, the picture of this horse somebody was trying to sell or whatever, they took pictures from every different angle trying to make sure you get a good, complete picture of what that horse looks like. Or when I'm dreaming about buying another Jeep online, you know, I'm looking, so they take pictures on Craigslist from the front and the back and the right left so you can see does it have a dent here, a scratch there, what's the paint look like. 
so you, you get a more complete picture. And so that's what, we, what the benefit of having 12 different pictures on the EKG is doing. It gives us more information from what does the backside look like, what does the front side look like. Okay, so these are all what we consider leads. There are, we talk about a 12 lead EKG, there are six what we call limb leads, okay, and that's, uh, we'll get into those here in just a second, and there are what we call six chest or precordial leads. So the six, six limb leads quickly, again, we'll repeat this in a minute, are one, two, three, AVR, AVL, and AVF, and you have six precordial or chest leads, and those are V1 through V6. And again, the, the leads are actually showing the difference, differences in voltage between the two arms. So again, going back to lead one, kind of when we started out with, you know, it's reading the difference in the voltage over here on the left arm compared to the voltage on the right arm. That's what, what the machine is doing for us. And again, the body is acting as, an, as a conductor of electricity. So the, um, the six extremity or limb leads, let's start out with, with this. You guys remember Eindhoven? We talked about the guy that invented the EKG. So these are, uh, this is kind of the leads that he came up with initially. These are the basic or first leads we call Eindhoven's triangle. So we have, one, we have a positive electrode over here on the left arm and a negative electrode over here on the right arm, and that lead is called lead one, okay? There's another, another lead that we attach to the foot. So basically there's three, three, three attachments here. You've got one on, the, um, one on the left arm, you've got one on the right arm, and you have one on the left foot, okay? So, so for lead one, the negative electrode is considered on the, on the right, the positive electrode is considered on the left. Then we have another lead that's attached from the right arm that reads from the right arm to the left foot. The left foot and that lead is positive, the right arm is negative, and this is what we call lead two, okay? We have another lead that, that reads from the left arm down to the left foot, and this would be negative uh, on the left arm and positive on the left foot, and that is lead three. So three electrodes, you got one on the right arm, one on the left arm, one on the left leg, and it, we use a pair of them in order to get the picture, and we call those one, two, and three the bipolar leads, okay? Those are also the ones that we call Eindhoven's triangle. All right, so the, the bipolar leads, again, you're re reading between these two extremities. Um, there's also what we call an angle of orientation, okay? So since one goes straight across, it's at an angle of orientation of zero degrees, uh, lead two is going to be at a plus 60, and this is going to be at plus 120. That's right. Okay. So lead three is at plus 120. Just kind of put those in, in your mind. We'll talk more about what that means as we go along. But zero degrees, 60 degrees, and 120 degrees. Tell you what, can I have some volunteers? Three, three folks come on up here, and let me just. Uh, I don't know how this is going to pan out. Let's just see what happens. Maybe it'll be helpful. Maybe it won't. We'll give it a try. All right. So, yeah, you can stay right there. Okay. So, again, I'm going to let you be lead one. Hold that right there. You hold that one on your... So, lead one, right? Reading across the chest like this from left to the right. Okay, it's the positive electrode, negative electrode, your lead one. Okay? Give you another color. Take that. You're going to be lead two. 
So you're going to be reading from the right arm down to the left foot. I didn't make it long enough for you to stand on, did I? All right, that works. And you'll be lead three from the left arm to the left foot. I'll make yours longer so you can stand on it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So we got, you know, lead one, lead two, reading that way, and lead three, leading that, reading that way, okay? So what we do, it, it makes the triangle, but it's kind of hard to picture this. So I want you to kind of move together here. Um, <laughs> perfect. Go ahead and bring yours down like that. Okay. Bring yours over here like that. And this is not going to pan out too easy. Come across, come across over here. Let's see. So what we're trying to do here is, there you go. Okay. We're trying to make this, this picture here, okay, where all the leads kind of cross together. Nothing has changed except we just kind of shifted things together. Complete mess, isn't it? But that's what we're trying <laughs> So what we do, thank you guys, that's all. All we're trying to do is take this Eindhoven's triangle, we're moving things together in order to get this same picture over here. So this is the exact same thing, just all kind of smooshed together, okay? Everybody follow that? Okay, so nothing's really changed, we've just kind of shifted stuff around. So this helps us to see you know, what picture we're getting of the heart from those three leads. Now, the, the bipolar leads are generally attached to the wrist. You know, when we're in the emergency room and you're trying to throw these leads on somebody, you, you generally attach them to the wrists and the ankles just because that's what's exposed. That's what's easier to get to. You don't have to remove somebody's pants necessarily if you're trying to get it in a hurry. You can pull their pant leg up, stick it on there, pull their shirt sleeve up, whatever, put it on there. But you can, basically, you can put it anywhere from beyond the shoulder down, and it will give you essentially the same picture. So if we've got somebody undressed, we can stick it up here, stick it up here. It's the exact same thing as sticking it down on the wrist, okay? Same thing is true with the legs. We can put it way down here around the ankle, but you can also put it up on the thigh. It would be just, just as well, okay? There is a ground, ground wire on the right leg, so when you, when you attach, attach these people up, There'll be one on both, both, both ankles and both wrists, and it's just because that right, that right leg is a ground wire. So again, to, not to belabor the point, but it's the difference between the two electrodes that we're, that we're reading the voltage of. Um, there are some simple equations that you can do. Uh, one is, called, is lead one equals left arm minus right arm. Let me erase this. What happened to my eraser? Here it is. We got lead one again. Positive over here and negative over here. This is lead one. And so what we're doing is this is uh, right arm, left arm. So left arm is positive, right? So left arm minus right arm equals one. Okay. Everybody see how, why we get that equation like we do? Okay. Same thing as here, positive, positive, negative, negative, two, and three. So the other one we have is uh, that lead two, well, let's do it the same way. We did uh, left leg, or left foot, minus the left arm that would equal lead three, right? Is that what I have up there? Good. All right. And so then we have the final equation of the left leg or left foot minus the right arm equals lead two. Why do we care about that? Well, we don't too much, but <laughs> but what it helps us to do is this, okay? A small little thing. 
lead one plus lead three will equal lead two. And so when we take a look at the EKG, if everything is put where it's supposed to be put, or you put the, electro, the proper electrode on the left arm, the proper electrode on the right arm, et cetera, when you do this, you should add up lead three and lead one, and it equals the voltage in lead two. Does everybody see that? So if you were to count up uh, four, five, six, seven, eight blocks or so, plus the six or so up there, eight plus six is 14, right? Then you should have about 14 right here. So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. So if lead one plus three equals two, one plus three equals two. It's the only time you may ever hear that. So just a little trick to make sure you got things put on right. Yes, ma'am. What does a ground mean? Good questions, thank you. Well, let's clarify that then. So you're talking about what does it actually look like when it's attached to a patient? Yeah, let me just pull up a picture for you, okay? Let's find one. Okay, this is not perfect, but maybe this will help some, okay? So basically, an, an EKG machine is just a computer, okay? And it's getting input from somewhere on the outside, just like you'd attach something else, a mouse or a keyboard. Essentially, you're attaching this set of wires to the computer, okay? And so each wire has a certain place it's supposed to be placed. So these will be labeled left arm, right arm, left foot, right foot, you know, V1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, et cetera. And you're supposed to put them on that. So the, the machine then receives that input from the right arm and from the left arm and then makes the calculation of what that's supposed to be. So there's not a wire that's connected from here to here. There's a wire connected from here to the machine, from here to the machine, and the machine takes that input and it makes a calculation and gives you the, the picture. Does that, does that help make more sense? Okay, good deal. Does that help everybody good with how the EKG machine works? I meant to try to get one pulled in here today, but that didn't happen, so you guys could actually lay eyes on it. All right, because it is a computer and because it is doing calculations, there's something what we call augmented leads, and these were actually invented by the, the guy or the guy's father or grandfather that wrote your textbook, Goldberger, okay? So Emmanuel Goldberger came up with these augmented leads, and basically what it's doing, instead of reading from just the right arm to the left arm, it would basically take a difference between the right arm as one, as maybe the positive lead, and, and making the, the average between the left foot and the left arm and kind of splitting the difference. Is it, I don't know if, does that make sense to you at all? Let, let me erase that and kind of just draw you a picture of the augmented leads, okay? So it's a computer calculation. Right arm, left arm, left foot. Okay, so for example, in lead one, we're reading from right arm to left arm, right? So an augmented lead, instead of just using that information, takes this information, makes the right arm positive, and takes the average of these two and kind of does a calculation in the computer, which essentially makes it read in this direction. Okay, it's taking the average of this, average of that, and throwing it somewhere in the middle. Does that make sense? So it's just a computer calculation that gives us yet another picture using the, the information from these leads an augmented picture, okay? 
getting some blank stares maybe. No? Okay. All right, bless you. Now there's a calculation here, and we've got AVR plus AVL plus AVF equals zero, okay? Just another way to make sure that the leads have been put on properly. Don't get too, again, too worried about that. It's just a little nifty fact that if you were to add, um, yes? So to get, um, there's, there's three augmented leads. There's AVR, okay? There's AVL, and there's AVF. So to get AVR, it throws the positive electrode up here. Again, it's just the computer. There's nothing special about when you attach that to the arm that made it negative or positive other than just the way the computer information was getting there and calculating things, okay? So to, to get the AVR, the computer changes that information to make this the positive electrode and essentially these two negative and gathering the average from those to get what we call AVR, okay? Which goes up this way. Same thing becomes true it, when, it, when it's reading AVL, it makes this one positive. It'll make these two negative, and it takes the average between that and throws it up in that direction, okay? And then it becomes positive down here for AVF. These two negative, and it splits it, and it comes, comes down like this. Does that help? Okay. Sorry, we did kind of gloss over that, but that's, that's essentially what, what it's doing with these augmented leads. It's giving you that other picture, and if you add one back in here, you add two down into here, and you add three back over to here, you can see we quickly have a pretty, pretty good picture of what's going on all around the heart. Make sense? And we'll, talk, we'll break that down here in just a second. Ah, right here. Literally in a second. So AVL, the left arm becomes positive, all the others become negative, and it gives you an, an angle of orientation then of negative 30 degrees. Um, for AVR, we have the right arm becomes positive with the other limbs negative and an angle of orientation of 150 degrees. And for AVF, again, the left leg is positive, the other two become negative, and we're getting the average between the two, and this becomes a positive 90 degrees. Okay. So this is what we call the hexaxial diagram, and it just kind of gives us a map of what we're looking at on the heart, okay? I was going to say you can see this, but it's kind of a mess. Let me fix this up a little bit. Okay. So what we're talking about here, okay, I think I've got up here, it says that by looking at the hexaxial diagram, you could expect that the pattern of AVL would resemble the pattern of, of lead one. And so what we're trying to say is, when, we, when you look at a 1280 kg, we'd expect that the waves would look pretty similar to each other with these two leads. Why? Because they sit really close to each other on the, on the diagram, okay? Same thing right here. This is what we call the inferior leads because it's at the bottom, the right coronary artery, right? So 2, 3, and AVF are what we call the inferior leads, and they should all have a pretty similar pattern because they all sit together here at the bottom or the inferior of the heart. And so when we have a... An, an MI that involves the right coronary artery that causes an inferior MI, we get ST changes in 2, 3, AVF, okay? Because they all sit together. Same thing when we have a lateral MI on the left side of the heart, then we have changes in AVL and 1 because they sit together, we'd expect them to have the, the changes on that side of the heart, okay? AVR is kind of an outlier. We don't use it too much, but
but it, but it is over here for, for some things, okay? So we'll, this is what the hexaxial diagram does. You know, it just gives you kind of a concept of why when I'm looking at this 12 lead EKG, it, does it look like it does? Because this is where the heart is, is look, taking the picture of the heart from. Does that, does that help you? Just laying a foundation, is, are you going to draw out the hexaxial diagram when you interpret a 12 lead EKG in the emergency room? No, but if you understand why we, where these things come from, I'm hoping that it will help put it together for you later on. It makes more sense as to why these pictures look the way they do, okay? All right. So again, you have the, you know, the inferior leads 2, 3, and AVF. The lateral leads, one in AVL, and again, AVR, we don't pay a whole lot of attention to it except in certain situations. It sits way over there up in the right. So these leads, these bipolar leads, these limb leads read in what we call the horizontal plane. So from left to right, it's cutting me through this way, okay? But now we want to get a picture that's going from front to back, and we call those precordial or chest leads, okay? So the, the chest leads sit on the chest rather than on the limbs. Duh. All right. So instead of attaching the wires and the leads to the to the right arm, left arm, left foot, right foot, we're attaching them to the chest so we get the picture again from front to back. And this reads in what we call the horizontal plane. So I'm going to try to draw this picture like they've got up here. Okay. There's the heart. Okay. So we put these on the chest from what we call B1 to V6 all the way around, like so. Et cetera, okay? So they're placed on the chest, and we'll put the exact positions up here in a minute, but from the right side to all the way around the left, okay? So since this sits on the right side, these are our right chest leads, these are our left chest leads, okay? And so they give a picture of what's happening on the right side of the heart versus the left side of the so more specifically, we call these also, um, we call the, the septal leads over here, V1 and V2. These are anterior, and these are lateral, okay? Now, all of these can be considered what we call an anterior lead when we talk about anterior stuff. But this, this more specifically, V1 and V2 um, are interpreted as septal leads. These are strictly anterior, and these are lateral. All it means is... It, or just help us to describe, like when somebody's having a myocardial infarction, okay, and they've got changes in V1 and V2 that, that, that make it where they're having an MI, we call that a septal MI, okay. Same thing is true with 3 and 4. If they have ST changes in 3 and 4, we call that uh, an anterior MI, V5 and 6 are lateral. These are just terms that kind of pocket away, so knowing we're talking about the lateral side of the heart versus the septal versus the anterior. So these are all placed on the chest in a specific place, hopefully through the EKG text doing it right, because if they don't put it in the right place, it doesn't work very well. It gives you the right picture. So we've got V1 at the fourth intercostal space just to the right of the sternum, V2 at the fourth intercostal space just to the, the left of the sternum, V3 is placed between v, uh, V4 and V2, so we need to know where V4 is put at, and that's at the fifth intercostal space at the mid-clavicular line, okay, so the middle of the clavicle straight down at the fourth intercostal, or fifth intercostal space. V5 is placed between V4 and V6, so we need to know where to put V6, and that's at the mid-axillary line at the, at the fifth intercostal space, okay? All right, 
So ways you can find those landmarks. You can find the second intercostal space by placing your finger at the top of the sternum. So if you want to stick your finger right up there at the top of the sternum and feel that little notch right there, okay? And after about an inch and a half, you'll feel this horizontal ridge that's called the manubrium. So the second intercostal space is just below and lateral to that point. So if you move down and over just a bit, you should be right at that second intercostal space. And that's where we stick V1 and V2. So if you've got a woman, um, you need to make sure the leads are placed on the chest, not on top of the breast. So in some folks will have to you know, move things around a bit, shift and, shift and, and place things. Some women are more than others. Um, <laughs> just telling you, man, there's some big people that come in the emergency room. You know, you've got to get a crane to kind of put on these EKG leads. <laughs> so... Um, so, and then never use the nipples to locate the position on the chest. You know, use the, make sure you're feeling for those, those ribs in those places, okay? And there are times, I think, when, we, when you look at the EKG, again, getting into the things we haven't talked about yet, where the, we call the R-wave progression or different things that we look at aren't quite right, and you kind of wonder, maybe the leads just weren't put, you know, put on exactly where they're supposed to be. That's kind of skew in the picture a little bit. But, um, but for the most part, I think if, if they're in the general neighborhood, it's okay. Ideally, they'd be right where they where they're supposed to be. So this is a picture of a 12-lead EKG. I just want to introduce you to it. After this, we're going to drop 12-lead EKG discussion altogether for a few weeks, and we're just going to concentrate on rhythm interpretation, basic rhythm interpretation. But this is the, the picture of all 12 of those leads we're talking about. You get six precordial leads. They're always over here on the right side, V1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And you got your six limb leads always on this side over here. They always have the same place on every 12-lead. One, two, three, AVR, AVL, and AVF, okay? And again, it's a time voltage chart. It's the amount of time from left to right. And if you look at the EKG, all these QRS complexes, as we go straight down, are the exact same moment in time, okay? So this is the same QRS complex as this, this, and this. It's just a different picture of the horse, okay? Just a different picture of the heart. So each of these represent the same moment in time. So sometimes it's helpful when you have something abnormal kind of showing up uh, in one spot and you're not really sure what to make of it. If you go straight up or straight down, another lead or another picture may give you better information about what's happening at that moment in time. So it's good to know that this is all the exact same moment, the exact same complex, okay? Again, left to right, these are always in the same place. Your, your limb leads here and your chest leads over here. And again, that's all we're going to really talk about for now, the 12 lead. All right. 